You're listening to the Over a Drink Podcast, the podcast dedicated to normalizing normal men, talking about normal things, putting purpose to pain, and weaponizing testimonies. My name is Mitch Parsons, and I am your host. Yeah, let's pray. Yeah. Jesus, I thank you for this day um, and this conversation that we get to have. Um, Lord, would not only this room, but every room that this podcast is heard in, just be full of your presence um, and full of your grace, Jesus. Um, would you be with both of our words? Um, would you be with our mouth? Um, Jesus, I say, all right, I pray that anything that we that we say today um, goes beyond this room and goes beyond um, what we say in our minds, um, and it's more profound to somebody outside of this room today, Jesus. Um Again, would you be with everything that I say, um, and would you be with it, with us? It's in your heavenly name we pray. Jesus, uh, thank you for the opportunity to share what you're doing in our lives. Holy Spirit, would you prompt us to say what needs to be said, and let us forget what does not. Uh, we give this all to you, in Jesus' name. The Over a Drink podcast, and if it's sounds better it's because i'm talking on a new mic which that's pretty cool (laughs) so um and i have headphones on so we are in the process of well i don't know what i didn't even like mention the episode number because again i don't know it does it's not hard for me to go and look at what episode number (laughs) it is but i just haven't um that's not the point of this it's just to talk uh about testimonies and that's what we're gonna do today uh we're in the process of rebranding i have a friend building out like a legitimate brand kit for me uh we have new equipment i have a friend sitting here um and we are talking into new mics i have and so this is going to kind of roll out in phases so we're going to have new music i have another friend building out new like music behind the scenes like intro music and then we're gonna have video um i have lights which my esteemed guest today actually gave me a couple months (laughs) ago i have no clue how to use them so they're sitting here set up um but we're planning on getting some like mp4 action for Mm -hmm. you guys (laughs) come on um but okay i have my friend good friend uh ben here ben humphrey um hi ben Hi. You guys, Ben is not only one of the better looking guests that I've had on this show. Oh, Lord. Um, he has the best facial hair. And I'm trying to actually run through. I did have uh, Andrew had a really good beard. Uh, mm. But you you have great facial hair. I appreciate uh, that. And Ben is probably one of the kindest people that I know. Uh, and that that's saying something because I know a lot of kind people. And that is not talking down to my other friends because you are all kind but ben is just like a little bit more kind (laughs) Um, and and he's uh one of the more talented people that i know um again just he's in another level um he's a videographer uh and he has created some content that would blow your mind it does blow your mind uh blows my mind and so i'm super honored to have him here more more for the fact that like if the the person that he is uh and it's just a real honor so thank you for taking the time he's so busy and although if i had to say one it's probably a great thing but it, selfishly it's a bad thing he doesn't text like 
period. Yeah, it's like, really bad. Like, so getting you here is I had to run into you at church and be like, come to my house. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so you're great except for your texting ability, which is probably a good thing because you're not attached to your phone. So kudos to you. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ben, you have uh, 45 seconds. I'll give you a minute because I've talked a lot. Mm. Um, you have one minute to tell me about yourself. Um, you get on an elevator and somebody's like, who are you? <laughs> okay. Um yeah, I, I feel like you said most of it. Um, my name is Ben. I am a freelance videographer, cinematographer. Um, I, geez, born and raised in Colorado. Um, have been a uh, creator for as long as I can remember. Um, and honestly, I feel like that kind of defines every part of me. Um, so um, I guess that's who I am at heart. I have an amazing um, wife, um, Megan, and we've been married for just over a year. Um, we, we hit that mark a couple weeks ago. Um, so that's super exciting. Congratulations. But yeah. So yeah, that's me. You guys' wedding, there was a lot of dancing that went on that I had to dance for the two of my wife and I, cause my wife was pregnant, like <laughs> very pregnant <laughs> at was. your wedding. <laughs> um, and people went hard. For a long time. A long time. I, was I had like to the leave. Most dancing I've ever seen at a wedding. Yeah, I had to leave. It was insane. It was awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, you're you're great, and I'm excited to hear your story. Um, you've done a lot for being how old? Twenty two. Shut up. <laughs> hey man, you're annoying. I don't know what to tell you. You are. You have uh, twenty two years old. I hate you. Like, in the best way. Okay. Um, <laughs> your testimony. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to hear it. I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, the floor is yours. <laughs> yeah. I. It's funny because, I mean, I've, I've had the opportunity a few times to kind of share my testimony with various people. And I never really know where to start because, I mean, for somebody who grew up in what I would call, you know, a middle-class, um, suburban to an extent, uh, life, it, you know, it feels very, uh, mundane and typical, but I mean, all that being said, like I said, born and raised in, uh, Colorado, um, my family moved to the small town of Elizabeth, um, which is, um, way Southeast, um, in 2003, um, and then I grew up there. Um, I stayed there until, um, 2020, um, when, when I got married and we moved out, um, or uh, sorry, I guess 2021, um, we actually moved to, to Castle Rock, which is still not far, but, um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I kind of grew up with a super, super great family, uh, God fearing family. So, um, I mean, they, they did a great job of putting me on my feet. They were so awesome about, um, making me try everything that would make me happy. Um, and did a really great job of instilling, um, the love of Jesus, um, into my life at a young age. Um, and furthermore, once I got older, um, and you know, mid late high school, um, they did a really great job of, um, letting me kind of make my faith journey my own. Um, I'd never felt any pressure, 
um, it was completely my decision to like continue to follow Jesus um, and, and continue down that path, which obviously the greatest decision ever. Um, so, I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell a lot of people like I didn't, I wouldn't say that I was ever like really saved until like sophomore year of high school, um, even though I had been going to church and effectively following Jesus my whole life. Yeah. Um, but that full, um, I don't know, you know, epiphany moment didn't really hit me until, until high school. So, um, but yeah, I had, like I said, kind of done everything and my parents were always super supportive, um, with, um, sports. I tried everything. I was, I've been terrible at all sports since, since I was, uh, a kid. And that's not true. I, I, I would consider myself to be relatively athletic. I just, for some reason, team sports. Um, and I think to be honest with you, um, some of my struggle with team sports comes from like a deep insecurity with like, not like being good enough, mm-hmm. um, to like, I, I get super scared of letting a team down yeah. um, and then I choke. <laughs> so then it, you know, it could be like the, the um, most nonchalant pickup football game and yeah. it like freaks me out. Um, all that said, um, tried everything, um, you know, baseball, football. Um, I fought um, Taekwondo for 11 years. Um, that was a big one for me. And, I'm super grateful that my parents gave me the opportunity to try that because when you start at a young age, it's not, you know, combat sports are kind of a scary thing to think about. But when you're a kid, if you you go to the right uh, gym, they're so, I don't know, supportive. And um, I learned so much about character and Mm. respect um, and, um, I don't know tidiness, (laughs) tidiness, <laughs> yeah. all these things that, that were like super fundamental to my childhood. And it's one thing to learn that at home, but it's another thing to be able to like build it outside. Um, so all that said, I did that for a long, long time. Um, and through it all, I've always had this huge passion for, uh, visual arts. Mm-hmm. Um, my father and grandfather are both incredible, um, um, artists. Um, yeah. the, I was always super inspired by the stuff my dad would draw. Um, when I was a kid, I would, I would bring him, um, you know, my favorite uh, movie characters or video game characters, and he would draw them for me. And I still have, like, a folder of all these these drawings that he gave me as a kid. Um, so I kind of picked that up. I'd, I've been drawing since I was super, super small. Um, and then always had a huge love for movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it was it, as far back as I can remember drawing um, you know, the, what are, it's like second grade maybe. Um, I was already obsessed with, with movies and I was always drawing movie characters. And, um, I, I remember like a a huge part of my childhood was always, um, obviously everything was on CDs. So I would, I would, um, I would, or DVDs rather. And and I would just watch, um, behind the scenes, of my favorite movies way more than I would actually watch the movies. Yeah. Um, Which makes so much sense because I asked you one time, I was like, what are your top three movies? And you listed three movies that I've never heard of ever. <laughs> like, and you're like, because the cinematic, like they do this, that, and this. And I was like, I like, like, uh, my favorite movie is right now Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, and it's so funny. Cause uh, I mean, I know a lot of people just, just from having spent a lot of time in that in that world that kind of look down on the 
I don't know the the super blockbusters and yeah. all. And I think they're so fun. Like, yeah. I, and and I think that was another part of it. Like, and I don't know. This is all kind of stipulation, but maybe that again is just from having that love of film ever since I was a kid. Um, I never. I don't know. I, I watched everything as a kid, and I and, yeah. and my parents put a lot of stock, or specifically my dad put a lot of stock into movies. Um, and it was a big thing. We would have um, my family was super great about sitting down and having dinner every night. We'd mm-hmm. sit down and have dinner together every night, no matter what. Um, and but then after that, it's like we would sit and talk for a while. We would talk through our day, and we would um, commune, and we would pray, and all the things. And then after that, it was always movies hmm. you know we would go up and watch a movie every night um, dang it's crazy um yeah. and you know different movies typically yeah. um there's obviously repeats there's only so many movies in the world <laughs> and especially at that time you know there wasn't streaming or anything so um it was a lot of early netflix you know you get sent discs or going to blockbuster, blockbuster we, we, we'd go to blockbuster like once or twice a week and get like stacks of movies um so just that just ingesting so much of that. And again, um, having such a passion for it. I'm like every, the the more I think about it, the more I talk about it, the more I'm realizing like every, every time I would dress up for Halloween as a kid, it was like my favorite movie at the time. It was Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. It was Lord of the Rings. It was, and that was the other thing is like, as I got older and my dad felt like I was ready to watch some of these uh, movies that were like, you know, fundamental to him, of course, the original star Wars, um, and Indiana Jones and, um, uh, Jurassic Park and uh, Lord of the Rings, all the classics. Yeah. Um, I, that like became my obsession um, as soon as I was like allowed to get get there. Um, so yeah, uh, movies have always like played a huge, huge part um, in my life, um, and that's you know, um, eventually kind of where my obviously my career ended up heading. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's funny because. I talk a lot about how I feel like I got lucky with a lot of my, um, maybe not lucky, but, um, very blessed with, with a lot of where my life has, has gone. And I think a lot of it has just come from, um, you know, subconsciously understanding what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I, I feel very drawn, um, by the Holy spirit and just certain activities or people. Um, and, you know, I also, you know, and and this has taken d- different shapes over my life, but um, I think just life is so cool. <laughs> and I, I, I feel like multiple times a day, and don't get me wrong, I've had seasons where, um, you know, I, I've been deeply depressed. Um, but outside of those seasons, and, you know, Thankfully for me, a lot of those go very quickly yeah. because I'm surrounded by such incredible people mm. um, that are able to kind of talk me through that and remind me of, you know, these these blessings and what I have and uh, what my calling is. Yeah. Um, all that said, I, I've always had this kind of profound love for life. and I feel like multiple times a day, I just go like, whoa, isn't this cool <laughs> that we just get to like hang out and yeah you know live in in god's glory on this floating rock yeah. <laughs> you know yeah it's so sweet and so record it record it yeah <laughs> exactly so all that said like that, that was kind of um always where my um you know passion came from i was always just stoked about 
I don't know, stories and, 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 and video. And, and then, and then, you know, obviously, um, I think a lot of those like aesthetic and, and visual things came from drawing originally. Um, Cause I would study that as, you know, it, I think it actually kind of started as like, Oh, you know, dad and grandpa like draw stuff. And I think it looks cool. Why does it look cool? Yeah. And then that's like where I kind of started to dive into like creative decisions and um, actual technique and that kind of thing. But I kind of going back to, um, um, I, I can't remember exactly what I was going to say about, um, you know, life and, and, oh, um, and being, um, directly called into something. Um, I, I, I say this all the time with my wife. Um, and I say this all the time with my work is I feel like I legitimately just stumbled into it because it was something that lit my heart on fire. Mm. You know, it was, um, like, I guess, like I said, ever since I was, as long as I can remember, movies have been everything. And, you know, getting into high school and being able to do, uh, you know, like short films with kids that would just like, like sure, you know, I'll, I'll go and shoot a short yeah. film with you over this weekend. And, yeah. you know, you just, and you film it on your iPod and, you know, yeah. and, yeah. Um, and then like that turning into, and that's where I met my wife um, was actually, we started a film club together um, <laughs> my freshman year. Because you've known her for forever. Yeah. Well, right? we met, well, that was how we met was my freshman year. Um, she, um, she and I had a mutual friend and he was like, let's start a film club. And so he like introduced us and the three of us started a film club together. And she's, so she's actually an actress. She is. And is in like movies that are on Netflix. Yeah. She's crazy talented and she's killing it right now. Yeah. That's really cool. And she just gives you. She should just give you all the credit for pulling her out of the the. You you, you spotted her and you made her. You made a short video out of her or a short yeah. film. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's that, that's, that's exactly it. how you it know, happened, I, Megan. I, when you listen to this, there's there's no way that you would have made it in your career without me <laughs> and his iPod. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, eff- effectively, like this this love and this calling for something that I feel has just had such a clear like fingerprint on my heart. Um, led me into this incredible relationship that is of course everything for me now. Um, yeah. and, um, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, you're so lucky to have this, this young. And, and I really do feel that. Um, but I feel like it's also just been, um, and it, not that, that I was consciously following it at the time, but I feel like it has been like just an, an un, unwavering following of like what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. Um, and again, I think I'm just kind of a little bit go with the flow. So a, a little of that is maybe, um, not intentional. Um, yeah. but I feel, I feel like being able to kind of follow what God's pushing me towards has, has led me to such, you know, cool experiences and an amazing life, um, and an incredible career that I've always felt a calling to since I was a kid. Yeah. How, how has, so I'm going to, um, go off of things that I know about you that have not been said yet on mic, but mm. you're going into it. Like you said, freelance. Yeah. And that's a new thing. Yeah. Um, how, how, how has that been, um, stepping from like the comfort of a, a W2 job? Yeah. Uh, weekly pay biweekly every, every other Friday. Mm-hmm. I only know that cause my wife is on those every <laughs> other Fridays. Um, how has that been in, in your faith of, 
trusting the Lord and because you're called yeah. to this videography, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're called to a certain place. Sure. Um, how has that been? Yeah. Um, it has been like kind of an interesting journey and I don't know it. I feel like the decision to actually make the switch I felt so much peace in it, and that's the only reason I went. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been thinking about, you know, the um, the idea of of going freelance for a long time, and I always wanted it to be because it felt like it was the right thing to do at the right time. Um, I never wanted to leave a job out of um, spite. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to leave it out of um, any kind of difficulty. Um, so with any job, you've got difficult times and you've got, um, tough seasons. And I went through a few of those, but, um, I never wanted to leave during one of those seasons. Um, and at the time that I left, which was six, not even that, like four weeks ago, I think, um, at the time that I left, I was so comfortable. Um, Mm. and I felt so good. I had such an incredible team. Um, around me and above me. Um, and I had, um, you know, like you said, steady paychecks. Um, and the, the work was comfortable to me. It was, it was something that I was confident in. Um, and yet I felt such a draw. I just can't explain it to doing it. So even though there's been a couple, and I guess that's only been four weeks, so I can't really speak to it too much. There's been a couple of times where it's like, Oh man, I don't know how I want to make money. Um, but at the end of the day, God's already shown that he's going to take care of me through it. Um, and it, it is so life giving to, again, I mean, it's, it's more of a blind step than, than, uh, than some of the stuff I've, uh, some of the steps I've taken before, but knowing and having peace that it's something that, that God's calling me to, um, has made it honestly relatively easy. Um, and you know, just having more time to create has been, has been such a blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I've loved it so far. It, it, I, I think all of the, the scary moments came before I left. It was just being apprehensive, you know, it's walking up the the high dive into the edge of it and being like, okay, 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 okay. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Um, that's like I've been in those shoes. How how has it affected your marriage? Mm, that's a great question. It's funny because again, I feel so blessed because Megan has always been so supportive yeah. of everything I do career wise. Um, and obviously, we had had many conversations about this before we left, or before I left. Excuse me. And um, I think you know, the power of conversation and the power of prayer is that we both felt so much peace about it by the time, um, she was always like, um, and we, we were just talking about this before we, we hit record. Yeah. Was, you know, like you're truly meant for your spouse when, when you're like, Hey, no matter what, if there's something that you want to do, if there's something that you feel like is going to make you happy, I will drop everything and, make sure that that happens for you. Yeah. Um, and I've felt that through her for sure. Hmm. Um, she has just been like, if this is what you feel like is right. And she, you know, she feels like it's right. It's like, 
why would we ever sit back and quote unquote feel more comfortable? Yeah. Um, if, if this, it, you have to be obedient to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, and she's been so, so, um, great with being obedient to the, uh, to the call on, on our, um, you know, on our relationship and our marriage, but yeah. also, um, to what I feel like I've been called to, um, there's a lot of trust there. Um, and it's, it's been great. It honestly feel like has made us closer. Um, and it's awesome too, cause she works a, a 40 hour a week job as well. Um, outside of the acting stuff. So it, it's been super great to be able to be home a little earlier, be able to like cook dinner and clean up, um, and see some of that stress come off of her. Yeah. So, um, I know that there's, there's some, um, long-term objectives that she has as well, of course, career wise. But I know like for the time being, it's super great to be able to see her like relax a little bit and yeah. live a little more outside of work. You're able to really walk in like the fullness of what marriage means in, mm. in terms of like provision and yeah. the Lord's kind of like reshifting, like, I don't know your financial situation, but like you just said, like, Hey, where am I going to get money? Mm -hmm. And I've, I've had to be walked through like with the Lord, like you're called to provide in other ways than financially. Mm -hmm. And I got that. Don't yeah. worry about it. I will get you that you, your rent gets covered. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, but in your obedience in serving your wife, you are making him happy. Yeah. Um, kudos to you. And, 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 okay. So you got married. Um, I mean, I'm listening to your guys's and just how you speak about marriage and, um, I don't think wisdom is defined by age. I think you can have wisdom in age, but mm. um, you can be 22 years old and have wisdom just seeping, and you do. And so I hate that word, seeping. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry that I put that in your ears twice just now. That's okay. Just don't do it again. Okay. I, uh, moist. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, how, how has... Um, Cause you got married at 21 years old yeah, and a lot of people are like, I'm 21, I'm drinking, I'm going to the bars, I'm doing this, I'm doing yeah. like truthfully at 21 years old, I was drinking, I was going to the bars, I was mm -hmm. going to parties. Like, um, you were married mm. working at a church. Yeah. How has being, cause a lot of your friends I would imagine are not married. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I know your friend circles. A lot of them are, yeah. but like a lot of kids your age that you went to high school with that you sure. like are, you're probably seeing them on social media and they're like going to Cabo mm -hmm. for spring break and, yeah. or what's the really gross one down in Texas that it's like, feels like it's Cabo, but like, but not, but not, um, I'm not sure. Something shores, um, Gulf shores. That might be it. Okay. Anyways. Um, how has that been <laughs> like in terms of, cause Megan's your same age. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, she's a she's a year older. Year older. Yep. Ooh, rocking the cradle. Is it rocking or Robin? I think it's Robin. Robin. That would make more sense. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Rocking the cradle. <laughs> rocking the cradle. <laughs> That's funny. No. Yeah, it's it's been it's funny because I've never thought of it as like a, I don't know. I, I've got a lot of really great friends that that are super supportive about it. You know, whether or not they're in that like, you know. Um, super early relationship uh i don't know uh season but that's the that's the funny thing about megan and i is we had met in in 20 
2014. Yeah. Yeah, 2014. And 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 then we we got married in uh, in 2021. So the it felt like a no-brainer by the time we were there, you know. Um for a lot of people they see like, "Oh, married at 21. Wow, that's like that's very whatever, that's very Christian of you." Yeah. Or, you know. And honestly, it just felt like if a it goes back to that like thing of obedience it just felt like it's time you know we <laughs> it's time to do this thing i think both of us kind of wanted to get through um kind of school and and like quote unquote childhood to an extent before yeah. it's like okay we're doing this thing we're married yeah um but but all that said it it, it felt like we've matured together so much already that um you know, by the time that we were already, we were getting married, it was like, I already knew her so well, you know, um, we, we had known each other since 2014, but we had been dating since 2015. So, you know, after you know somebody for six years, um, and you've been, you know, in a relationship with somebody for six years, you already know so much about them. Um, that transition also felt so, so smooth. Um, so all that said, um, it is an interesting, uh, a conversation piece when, when, when people find out how old we are or, um, that we're married, you know, some, some people just know Megan and, and we'll get to talking to her and, and they'll be like, Oh, you're married. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's just funny. Cause, and also being in like the freelance world now. And of course her being in like, I don't know, like the, the filmmaking circle. Yeah. That's, that's very weird. Um, yeah. especially in like LA where it's like, LA, everybody's single until their mid thirties, you know, till they um, ran their career. Exactly. And... Exactly. So that's also a question that we've had a lot, um, is like, well, what about your careers? Hmm. You know, like, how are you going to, and, and like we were just talking about, I feel like that's not the case for us. <laughs> Almost being married, like catapulted our careers because, yeah. because we we're, we we're able to support each other so much hmm. better. Um, and we're able to have like this home base and this foundation to like fall back on, um, while we're doing the scary stuff and like yeah. jumping off ledges. I you have know. an anchor. Exactly. So, um, I think on paper, some people feel like it's weird, but as, as soon as we get to chatting, people yeah. realize like we get it, you yeah. know? And I mean, it comes, gets to a point when I mean, truly y'all have been dating longer than my wife and I have been dating and married. Yeah. Like you guys had been dating that like, but when you date all through high school and yeah. then it's, it's, it's different and so much growing and, and eventually you just want to be able to touch each other, you know? Yep. It gets to that point. <laughs> it gets to that. No, it's funny. Cause like the, those seasons, I mean, I remember them so distinctly and it literally feels like a different lifetime because yeah. it was so different and there's so much growth that happens. Yeah. Um, it's, it's incredible. Um, and you know, again, I, just, I feel like I just fell into it. I feel yeah. like it was just God was like, here you go. This is going to be the best thing of your entire life. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. That's so awesome. Great. I want to, I want, I have two questions that I popped to mind and one would be more thematically in order. Mm. The other is just feels like the Holy Spirit's like, just ask that one first. And so we're going to do that. Okay. Um, you had mentioned that you had had depressive states, but mm-hmm. you're like, when I think of you, you're generally like a pretty joyful person like yeah. i think it would be like i've never not seen you smiling and like laughing and you said that this 
the the phases were like short lived, but they were there. That doesn't discredit that they were there. Yeah. And, um, and I've said this before, and if you've listened to this before, and it steps on toes, and I don't care. Um, but there are lots of people who have actual like physiological and psychological reasons, like chemically and hormonally, to be like depressed. Like that. Yeah. But also, our society has used that word "depressed" as like you can anybody can go get For a freaking antidepressant medicine. And I'm stepping on toes. I'm sorry, but I think that it is a a uh, depression is like is a, an emotion. Like you're yeah. sad, and what you choose whether and like you said, you like they're short, and I like choose to think about the good things. So yep. like I think that you can be depressed, but it's circumstantial. Those things are. Um, symptoms they're not the sickness I think the mm. sickness comes from something deeper and um, we can get into a whole that on another thing but like what are some things that you do uh, to make it so that those depressive states are because I think if, if you're listening to this like when you are sad you have a choice mm. like I've had depressive states where I'm like I want to sit in this yeah and I'm going to I'm going to like pity me and mm. like I'm choosing this, but there's also an active choice of like, I could also oppose this. hundred percent. And so like, what are some of these things? Because like I said, if y'all don't know Ben, he is genuinely like one of the more joyful people, him and his wife. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like having them in your house. It's like the, your home is just blessed by them, like their presence. And so like, how is some, how, how do you, because you're human. Mm. I speak so highly of you, but you are also human. And yeah. so, like, when these things happen, what are some of, like, the action steps? Yeah. So, one, it's interesting because I would say, I don't know, I would I would say 60 to 70% of all of those feelings for me come from, like, a, a true place of, like, spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Um I think a lot of it ends up becoming existential for me. Um, very rarely is it here and now. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. And I, I, it would probably take some thinking for me to like, you know, dive into what it is about, I don't know, my, my, my daily attitude and, and, and my outlook on life that, that kind of keeps those daily yeah. like downers at yeah. bay. Um, I feel like, you know, I feel like a lot of it has been able to, um, it, it all comes down to other people, um, in, in every sense, because, um, on like the, the surface level, like day to day stuff. Yeah. Um, if you're around a ton of people, you're going to see a lot of people who have a lot of reason to really hurt. Yeah. Um, and if you have any, any, I don't know, true calling, um, especially, um, through Jesus, um, there should be a heart there to help people. Um, and, and, and furthermore, like live life to the, to the fullest and, and, and realize that not everybody has, has this, you know? Um, so be grateful and, and be, be joyous and give gratuity. Um, so all that said, like, um, the day-to-day 
being able to meet a ton of people and being able to hear stories is a huge part of being able to like lift yourself up. Yeah. But furthermore, when you have those like tough times, like you were saying, some action steps, it all comes down to other people for me. Um, of course, there's like you said, there's the times where you sit and you're like, I'm just going to sit in this and this is terrible. Yeah. But there's also, a, you know, a option 1A and 1B, which is, yeah, I'm going to sit into this, but I'm going to go to war right now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to praying and I'm going to get to worshiping and I'm going to get to really thinking through the base of this um, and battling it out internally, Yeah. Um, which, you know, I think everybody's had those, but I, I have had more of those experiences than I can count in my, yeah. in my car and in, in my room mm-hmm. by myself. Um, and, you know, I, I think that um, that's a great place to start. But again, it comes down to other people a lot of the time. You don't need other people to come out of the state. At the end of the day, all you need is Jesus. Yeah. But having other people that can remind you of that is huge. 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 Being able to, to have people speak life into you and speak truth into you. Um, and also sit with you in those down moments. You know, you, you can choose to sit in those down moments with the right people and, and they'll go there with you, yeah. you know, um, yeah. but then they're going to have the strength to pull you back out. Mm. So, um, again, kind of like what I said, uh, back at the beginning when I, when I kind of glossed over it, I, I, luckily for me, um, th- these, I don't know, seasons and moments of depression have been so cut short and they've been so brief because of the people that I've been able to surround myself with, yeah. um, more than anything, and of course, the love of Jesus. <laughs> Man, I love that, and I, I think to even if like as I listen to that, I'm like, okay, like men are doers, mm. problem solvers, right? Like the thing that I've learned with being in very close proximity for a long time now with another with a woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, with my wife, women a lot of times, and this is. And this is my experience, but they are, my wife is a feeler. Mm. And so she'll be sad. And I immediately, I'm like, how do I fix it? Oh, 100%. I sit down. I'm like, okay, babe, this is what hurt your feelings. This mm-hmm. is why you're hurt. Here's the solution for it. Here's a 10 step. Like I, I made an Excel sheet or like, a, like to like plan out the how we're, Excel would be the wrong program, but I made a, a sheet of like how we're going to get there. Actionable steps. Boom, boom, boom. We're ready to go. Smack on the butt. Let's do it. Right. Like. There have been more than a few times that she's been like, can you just like sit with me mm. and like weep with those who like weep and mourn with those that mourn and yeah. like uh, celebrate with those that celebrate. But in these moments, like I just want to like mourn with you. Yeah. And that's freaking hard mm-hmm. <laughs> as a doer. Cause 100%. like, and I say that as men, we are doers, but like, I think that we can, like what you're saying is like, okay, these people around you are surrounding you. Mm. Right. Like, uh, it, we talk a lot on this show. I hate that I just said that show. <laughs> on this podcast, we talk about um, like go build community. Mm-hmm. And that could look like two people. Oh, 100%. And for someone to speak truth in your life. And that could be like your biggest like – I'm just like really like leaning on what a stereotypical men thing but like – we also are like very if i challenge you you want to like respond to it i would hope mm. so i'm like if that's something that makes you uncomfortable go do it yeah 
because you had people around you that were able to say, hey, hey, Ben, that, that is really, that sucks what's happening. Right. Let's sit in it. Yep. But I'm only going to let you sit in it for a second. Yep. And I'm going to, like, I'm going to encourage you. And I'm going to, because the enemy will do the opposite. The enemy will whisper over and over. Oh, you can stay there. Yeah, oh, like, 100%. This is, this is how it's going to always be. Yep. You might as well get used to it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, you ha- you are depressed. You have depression. It is your identity. Yep. It is who you are. Claim it. Let everybody know. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is the opposite. Yeah. Jesus is I am joy. Mm-hmm. I am healing. I am the healer. Yeah. Let, m- let me do my thing. Yeah. No, it's so good. And there is there is something to be said also about true community versus people you spend your time with. Mm. Um, I, I feel like there's a lot of people I spend my time with. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's only a handful of those people that are my actual community and in, yeah. in my like support circle. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. I mean, I feel like you actually should have both yeah. because there's, there's so much to be gained from both. Um, but you know, in, this comes down to again relationship stuff. There's only a couple people that Megan and I like actually like go to in supportive relationships, and it, it does. A lot of people when you have that community talk, picture like a huge friend group yeah. that you need to like go to. That's not true. No, one person is a great place to start, um, and it, those relationships will grow over time. And you never know how that's going to end up like becoming a thing, yeah. but you know, don't put so much I stock into it, like needing to have a ton of people because at the end of the day, you know, there's, I have so many incredible people that I get to spend my time with, but there's only two or three that when they, you know, they, they say, Hey Ben, how you doing? Uh, good. And they go, Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's talk, you know, yeah. Yeah. um, and actually go there. Um, and and not for any, um, you know, not for any selfish reasons on their part. It's it's legitimately just because they want to just see me better. They love you. Yeah, yeah. And there's a difference between. I had a mentor once say, "Mitch, you're really transparent, hmm. and like you are authentic, and you're transparent." But there's a difference between transparency and vulnerability. Yeah, vulnerability is. Hey, this is my problem, and I'm actually gonna let you speak into it, right? And I'm gonna let you touch it. Yep. Like if you think of like a, a wounded animal, animal. My dog, she got hit by a car, mm. and had ne- she was the sweetest dog in the world. Never lifted her lip at a person. Got hit by a car, and she was vulnerable, and she bit my dad mm. because she's like, "You don't get to touch that." Yeah. Like that's my wound. Like I think a lot of people bite. And you have to have people that you let like heal your wounds Mm -hmm. or at least try to mend them. And that could be one person that speaks truth to you. hundred percent. One person. There's something to be said there too about (laughs) that lesson in relationships. I feel like it's, it's a hard line for a lot of people to cross. Um, you know, and you need to cross that line, especially if you're married, but, um, you know, people who are dating, a lot of times have trouble with being truly vulnerable mm. um, cuz you want to be everything to this person and you want to be um, some somebody that maybe not they look up to but somebody that they they're proud of yeah um and it's it's so easy to to sit into a hole and be like i don't know uh, you know like you said um you know 
bite back at any any kind of vulnerability. That's where a lot of fights come from. Yeah. Because um, they've, been, they've been hurt before. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. That, that's a great lesson to be learned all around with any person that you have any kind of yeah. legitimate relationship with. Um, yeah. And it certainly goes for family too. Oh, yeah. um, I know people that have not great families and that that's, that's okay. Yeah. Um, you can, you can find that elsewhere, but if you have a family that like truly loves you um, and cares for you, you need to be able to like get there with them. Yeah. Um, Gosh, that's and, so hard. And that's deeper than you think it is. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Cause again, it goes for me, at least it goes back to that. Like I want you to be proud at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, I want you to be proud of me. I want you to be like, you know, that's my son, you know, yeah. and, and being able to, it's such a funny, I don't know, cultural thing that we have there because nobody is that, you know, no. nobody is that perfect person and that ultimate brag, bragging material. And, um, you know, but we all strive for that yeah. and we all, or maybe not even strive for it, but we all try and convince other people that that's what we are, hmm. you know? Um, when you initially meet somebody that's like, you're, you're, I don't know, <laughs> your first instinct is to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm squared away. Look at my pretty. Look, yeah, exactly. Like that's, oh dude, you're touching on things that are making me very, um, it's what my language, it's what I'm like, uh, I don't even want to try to say, I can't put words to it, but like, I'm actually, I'm tossing around this thing and you'll be the first to know. Um, but I'm re I redrew my uh, podcast um, cover, mm. um, and I added this part that says um, anti-social media, <laughs> um, and I kind of want to create like this umbrella media company that is like anti-social. Mm. And Jess and I are creating a podcast that is talking about. We're tossing around the name. Um, it's either going to be like marriage on the mic or like something around the fact that it's around a table, but it's going to be couples coming on and talking about relationships, yeah. but not buttoned up yeah. like social media, like putting together. That's what I want this to be is like this conversation is, is not pretty. Mm -hmm. It's not, it sounds pretty because of my new mics road. <laughs> if you want to sponsor me, um, but, hey. but um, I love what you're saying. Like, how how often do we present ourselves to other people? Because that's an insecurity in itself. Of like, are you gonna like me if I don't have a filter on? Right. 100%. Are you are you gonna are you worth showing that side? Are you gonna hurt me? Mm -hmm. I've been hurt by people before, but I just think that it, it's like here's the thing: is a thousand little cuts or the possibility of one big cut? Like, yeah, the enemy is a thousand times gonna be whispering to you over and over and over and over and over and over times a thousand times your whole life lies mm -hmm. and he's going to be putting gas on flames that is gonna that hurt like a thousand pinpricks or you are vulnerable with one person and mm -hmm. you allow them to potentially hurt you potentially maybe probably not mm -hmm. and they can speak truth into your life and put a put a, a halt to those whispers yeah and that's like isn't important. it kind of crazy though how quickly those whispers go away when yeah. truth is spoken into you, you oh, know, yeah. it's funny because it, you spend so much time um, fighting that and 
I don't know, struggling against that. And it does. It's, I mean, it's a great way to describe it is a thousand pinpricks, which if you let it can really get to you and eventually really mess you up. Yeah. Um, and you know, but it's, it's funny that as soon as you get somebody to speak life into you, it's, it's amazing how quickly that goes away. It, in, like, it, like instantly. Yeah. Like it's, you can sit down and have that conversation and get up and feel like there's a thousand pounds lifted off you. Yeah. It's nuts. It is. And it, all it takes is like, be, like so my my wife just an example and this is was supposed to be a testimony time episode um but it's kind of being both so <laughs> i don't know if we're gonna do a second one i think we'll just do like maybe a little bit of a longer one okay here um but my wife knows and if you've listened to this podcast once you know my insecurities and my wrestles my spiritual warfare <laughs> Um, which is a real thing, and if you don't want to acknowledge that it is, then you're just living blindly. But like, you can choose also to oppose it and like pick up your weapon and fight back. Sorry, that's a whole other thing. That's a title to my book. Um, <laughs> but um, mine is like body image, and mine is mm. eating, and mine is that causes me to get caught. See, that is the original root: is idolatry of body and idolatry of food. And because of that, the symptoms are depression and anxiety. Yeah. And she'll notice me in this spiral and these the, the enemy feeds those whispers. People don't love you because you look mm. this way. Mm-hmm. People are watching you eat. People people think that you're fat because you ordered a second plate or, or you're 6'4", 250 and you're a former D1 athlete. You should eat more than the normal human. That is the truth. But my wife will sit and say, hey, I don't care what you look like. Neither does the Lord. And like, I yeah. love you. Yeah. And immediately I'm like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Thanks. You pulled me out of that because, like, I was way down a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. I was like Bugs Bunny in it. Like, 100%. Like, I, I, I think, and everyone's different, but, like, for you, I'm sure there are days that, man, being a creative is freaking hard. Mm. <laughs> Especially when you, your livelihood is determined by how, your quality of work yeah. and what you produce. Yeah. And so I would imagine you are constantly critiquing yourself. You are constantly yeah. listening to people whose opinions honestly shouldn't matter, but also they're paying you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, talk about vulnerability. Yeah. And so for you to, because to me, my art is so personal and it mm-hmm. is so intimate yep. that I'm like, if I show it to you and you crush it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's your every day. Right. And so having your circle be like, Hey dude, that's not where your identity is. And that's mm-hmm. not where your worth is. And that, that, that is important. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, that's its own lesson is especially for creatives. Um, I don't know. Criticism is so important and it's a huge asset. Um, but it is so easy to, to feel like it's a personal attack on who you are. Um, because at the end of the day, art becomes vulnerable so much quicker than a lot of other things yeah. because it's something like you said, that's personal to you. It's, um, subjective and it's, um, storytelling and it's, um, I don't know all there's a million creative decisions that go into the product that you end up putting out. And, um, it's really easy to, uh, the people that are critiquing that oftentimes aren't taking that into account and that's okay. But you just need to be able to understand that and not feel attacked by that because a lot of people are going are gonna to critique your work seeing it as an object that needs critiquing. 
you know, yeah. their, their, their objective is not to tear you down. So you, you need to be able to sit in that and be like, you know, it's okay that, you know, they think that. And why do they think that? Yeah. That was a huge lesson for me. And I didn't, I mean, I feel like I haven't learned that until like a year or two ago, <laughs> you know? Well, you, Even, so you were like 15 when you learned that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back when I was, you know, getting ready to go into high school. That's when I, that's when I learned that. <laughs> Oh, you're ridiculous. No, dude, I, I, criticism hard. Mm -hmm. That it is. That it is. Criticism is really hard. And I think that that's something that our culture is missing. And I think that people as Christians are also afraid of, um, in terms of correction, Mm. like biblically we're called towards correction like Jesus corrected people. Yeah. And to act like I don't need it is ignorant and honestly prideful Mm -hmm. and, but I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, like, it goes back to having that circle um, yeah. that, that that's important to have a circle that you, you yeah. know, you could be create, corrected by. Yeah. Um, that's another level of vulnerability is, is, you know, somebody who's going to walk with you, but then also be like, Hey, you're doing that wrong. Yeah. You know, um, th- that I would almost argue that's way more important. Um, Obviously, it doesn't. It doesn't always feel like it. It feels like yeah. you're kind of getting attacked sometimes. Yeah. But um, being able to have that circle of people that you can actually take advice and take correction from mm. is one of the biggest things, and and the only way that you're ever going to be able to actually grow. Yeah. Yeah, because I think so often, especially in marriage, which this is a perfect segue. Holy Spirit, look at you. <laughs> um, like there are times that like. You get so caught up in how you do things mm. that, and no one's ever corrected you before. So you're like, oh, this is great. This is working yeah. fine. I'm not. And then you're just kind of blind mm-hmm. to the, because how often, I mean, as humans, we put blinders on and we're very selfish and we're like, oh, this is good for me. Right. This is working for me. This is great. And then you get married and you're like, holy crap, I'm the most selfish person in the entire world. Yeah. And then you have a baby and you're like, ha, I thought I was selfless before. Here we go. Let's yeah. let's rework that definition. And then, Seriously. But, and this is why it's a segue, but like having having the ability to be like, hey, this is how this affects me. Hmm. It, it hurts a little. Like the correction also kind of hurts because you don't realize oh, I'm, I'm affecting the person that I love. Mm-hmm. And I've been so like ignorant to it. Blind to it. Yeah. I'm blind to it. Like – I, I would never actively choose to do that. Mm-hmm. And here's the segue on a less serious note from that to like Jess and I used to argue – used to. Are, we <laughs> we still argue over like how the dishwasher is loaded. Yeah. My way is the right way. Wait, which way is that? What, by the way? Okay. She full on like hot water, soap, hand scrubs, dishes – and then puts them into the dishwasher. And Megan I'm like, does the exact same thing. I'm like, I'm going to rinse it off so that the stuff that won't, yeah, like, we 100%. don't have scrub and bubble people that come out and like scrub it off. But I'm going to quick pass, put it yep. in the dishwasher, let it, the it dishwasher need, do it, its job. Exactly. It doesn't need to be perfectly clean before you put it in the dishwasher. Otherwise, you just might as well just dry it off and put it away. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. And so, like, but that was like a legitimate argument. And so my question to you was going to be, what is like this, like the silliest thing that you guys like, the way that clothes are hung in our closet apparently matters. God. <laughs> we haven't had that one. So. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. But you guys also don't argue. We had like yeah, a married – We had a couple of like married f- couple friends over and played games the other night and we were playing, doing this like 
what we asked this question, so I should have known. I set myself up for failure just now. And Ben and Megan look at each other and like, we just don't like really argue that much. And all of us have already like bared our souls about like how much we hate our spouses in moments. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're like, there are times that I literally want to kill you because you didn't dry <laughs> off the calendar the correct way. And they're like, puppies. <laughs> it is actually really funny that I don't know. I I feel like. And I don't know where exactly where it comes from, but both of us are so um, – first of all, I think we're both super easygoing. So yeah. if one of us has like actually more of an opinion on something, then everyone's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but furthermore, like I, f- I feel like um, we're really – we've really learned uh, over these many years of knowing each other and dating each other, we've, we've learned how to communicate yeah. really well and we've learned how to – kind of separate and rationalize before you go into a conversation, yeah. <laughs> which is so huge. But being able to like, okay, what are they thinking? And actually going into those conversations with the, with the objective to understand the other person and not yeah. to win yeah. the conversation. Yeah. I could not agree more and then also say that I don't practice that enough in the same I don't breath. think anybody does really, but – Gosh, I – I'm excited for – I want to have you and Megan on, on on Jess and I's marriage podcast and then immediately follow it with some of my other close friends where we just sit and we're like – there's a group message that I got of a, a TikTok and it's this guy. The, the, the running – the running uh, the running words across the whole thing is like me when my wife asks me to do something and – it's him doing a whole bunch of chores, but her telling him he's doing it wrong. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, and generally, I mean, I love my wife to death, but she's just very particular about doing things. Yep. I'm, she is detail oriented. She is like you, you mm. are detail oriented. I would assume, right. Being uh, in some things. Yeah. She is in all things. <laughs> and so like the way that we make the bed, the pillows have to be in the right way. Otherwise oh, yeah. it yeah, might yeah, as well yeah. not make the bed, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't make it this morning. So I should go do that. <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, it's just funny how it's like, it seems to be like a guy's verse. Cause our other, the other wife in this scenario, I was like hundred percent. I agree with this 100%. My husband's an idiot. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, well, and, and I, th- I think that's funny too. Cause um, I don't know. You were just talking about uh, all like the little details with with chores that you yeah. end up having to do, and uh, that happens all the time. I'll then you know I'll, I mentioned earlier about how freelance is great because I actually have um, when I'm home editing, you know, yeah. I, I have a little more time to like tidy up a little bit. Yeah. And, but there has been times where she's like come home, and and she's so sweet. She's an absolute sweetheart. So she doesn't want me to like feel I don't know bad yeah. about trying. But she'll like yes. she'll come in and be like, so I see that you tried to clean the bathroom. Yeah, and I'm like, and that, that's oh, almost man. worse. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, like all like all like I've done the dishes or something, and just like, I love that you you love me well, and I know that you know that this is going to be important to me. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I'm going to do it again. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay. Well, I tried. Yeah. Like th- my dad actually taught me this this cuz my mom my mom is the kind of woman who like well, hands and knees will scrub the floor with like a toothbrush. Like oh, yeah. cleans the baseboards, does like cons- like weekly cleans the baseboards. Like it's people like to clean apparently. Like I don't know understand why. Um <laughs> but like the, lo- the the term is hey, I did clean the kitchen. 
it's probably not to your standards, but I will let you know that I, I did clean the kitchen. Yeah. And if you want to go over it, that is your prerogative. Yeah. <laughs> I will be watching TV because yep. the kitchen for a normal human is, is clean. clean. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny. I, I think I'm the messiest person I know actually. Um, and the thing, here's the thing about that. And that's been a thing for me since I was a child too, is I just don't clean stuff. And it, it's more, maybe it's more messy than dirty. Yeah. It's, it's like dirt messes with yeah. me, but like, clutter doesn't yeah. i don't really care yeah um and it's funny because you know my entire life i think my parents have tried to you know work that out of me and yeah. now being married megan's like okay really the the bedroom's an absolute mess and i'm like is it and i go out and i walk in with that yeah with that lens and i'm like it is actually really bad in here but i just it's not something i think about and I found it was funny. I was actually thinking about that this morning because I had a shoot yesterday. And when I have like a, a big shoot or like a, a creative outlet, yeah. I find myself being more messy because mm. I don't have time to like click my brain into like that mode, yeah. which is a bad excuse. But, th- but it's that, real. It's, it's real. I, I feel like when I'm truly and, – and and this actually is is something that I've learned like with – with my creative creative creativity, excuse me, and my passions at large is my entire life. I have, when I devote my life or, you know, not even my life, but my day yeah. to something, it's like all in on that thing. Yeah. And then I kind of abuse a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that started to become like actually, um, tangible in like high school yeah. when it was like I was you know we started film club and I was super passionate about that um and you know there's sports that I actually cared about and that kind of thing I would I would terribly abuse schoolwork and yeah. friendships sometimes yeah. because I'm just so caught up in it yeah um I still don't think I figured that out <laughs> um and that's definitely a, a lesson I'm still learning but I feel like for a lot of creatives I've talked to a lot of creatives about that exact thing and yeah. it seems like it's a pretty common thread that it's, yeah you know it's when when you get passionate about something it's easy to let other things go to the wayside oh and to let it consume your conversations oh 100%. and brain space yeah like i have to like actively when i get going on like a project or like this podcast when it started and every it it dominated conversation yeah i had to be like Okay, free, like Jess and I are at dinner. We don't need to talk about the podcast. I want to. I'm probably going to be thinking about it subcon like that's it. That's like, all I'm going to think about as I'm like trying to like talk with my wife, but I can't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I always feel bad for Megan because I think when I get really excited about a project, I'll tell her about it a few times, and she's like, "Yeah, I know." I'm like, oh, "You're right." Oh, yeah. But but furthermore, whenever we have conversations with people, I'll say like the same thing over and over again about a project. Like I'll describe it the exact same. She's never said anything about this, but I thought about that recently. I was like, how many times has she heard me talk about this exact project, this exact way? Um, to a different number of people. She's got to be like internally rolling her eyes. Um, (laughs) next time she's going to pause you and then say it for you verbatim. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, so it is just a funny thing. Um, that's awesome. But no, dude, I, it's crazy when you're passionate about something. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so we are honestly, I don't know this. This is not. We're not two hours and six minutes into it, so I don't know what Garage Band is telling me right now. <laughs> um, so I don't truly know where we are time wise, and so let's uh, let's start 
wind in it. Yeah. Um, if you, if you could, if you could take one moment, cause since we're kind of combining the two, um, to give somebody who's listening to this, who may be walking through, cause I, something similar to you. Cause a lot of people, um, I mean, testimony, there's power. I, another thing that I've kind of, kind of coined that I've picked up is like, um, there's so many different ways to do ministry mm. and ministry is a label that is so broad. Yeah. And so I kind of like labeled this thing P P two P purpose to pain ministry. Mm. Um, and so if there's like one point of pain in your testimony that you could say, okay, um, I want to relabel it. I want to redeem it. I want to allow the Lord to redeem it, that it, it has always been a pain to me but i want to put purpose to it for the fact that i want to a encourage somebody who is on the other end of this podcast mm. who's walking through something similar or give a piece of like this is what i did mm-hmm. in this moment um does the holy spirit like drop something on you and that like what comes yeah. to your mind yeah that's a great question um maybe circling back a, a tad to what we mentioned briefly about um kind of we were talking about circles and kind of feeling like you have to have all your stuff together. Yeah. Um, and specifically as a creative, but I mean, this goes for everybody. This goes for, um, you know, any job, this goes for any relationship. Um, I'd say the, the biggest lesson that I've ever had to learn in my life is being able to admit that you're wrong Mm. and, or admitting that you don't know. Um, and it's so easy to try and fake it till you make it in anything. Um, and, and I mean, that's something I've like legitimately had to deal with, especially in the freelance world. Yeah. It, it resurfaces daily, mm-hmm. um, where it's like, um, I want to be the person that everybody wants. And I, I want to be the, the, the end all be all, you know, creator that everybody's like, Hey, like, I need you to do this because yeah. you're the best. Yeah. Um, but a, nobody's ever going to get there. B, um, you can't get there by pretending to be that person. Mm. You have to get there by learning. Um, and that was a huge lesson that I had to learn where like you have to make your favorite question or your your favorite answer to, to, to a question. I don't know. Mm. Um, and you know, you have to be able to ask people, can you show me? Um, and that's really hard on a prideful level. Um, but it's a challenge that, that I mean, I would definitely issue to anybody is um, next time that you're asked something, um, don't try and avoid the question. Don't try and like, yeah. you know, you know, muscle your way through it. And I, you know, I'm specifically talking to myself because it's very much a creative thing when you, or maybe even more so just a video thing that when you're yeah. technical talk or, you know, you're, you're, you're deep into some, some kind of project and you're, um, learning a new piece of gear, whatever, um, or technique, don't pretend to know and stumble your way through it. Yeah. Um, because you're not going to be as good as the person that knows. Yeah. Um, even though in your head you might be, because maybe for a moment in the other person in their head, you might be, Yeah. you know, cause they're like, Oh, he knows that's great. Yeah. But then you start doing it and you've over promised and under delivered. Yeah. Dang. That's really good. I, I, I saw something once so like be brave enough to be bad at something. Yeah. That's huge. Like to learn, you have to be bad at something. Like you can't all be, 
Albert Pujols. Why did I think of an Albert Pujols? <laughs> Michael Jordan. Yeah. And just like off the bat, like you're not going to be amazing at it. But that's really good advice. Thank yeah. you. My, I mean, Michael Jordan legitimately said himself, um, you know, what, what you do in empty gyms is what fills out packed out arenas. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, that's maybe a little bit of a different different nope, message no, but, but it's, still that's a whole nother conversation yeah um well ben thank you yeah. for taking the time according to this it's two hours and 11 minutes of time <laughs> but that's just not true um you guys uh i'm excited for what's coming with this podcast i'm excited for it. so i i want to make stickers um i have some that my wife made me on a cricket which is a whole nother like thing it's like housewife crafting 101 apparently cricket cricket it's called a cricket it's like a it it does like cuts for like labeling and Hmm. stencils and here's the thing i don't know but um (laughs) you just talked about it i don't know i'm not gonna pretend like i know what's going on with it but um but i want to make like t-shirts and um i think that that would be cool even just for like for the people who come on or i know that there's a good amount that like listen faithfully and so i appreciate you guys but if you would reach out and be like hey that would be cool to have i would wear one of those because i have to put in orders for those but um but uh there's a lot coming with this and i appreciate you guys all i'm really excited ben thank you for your time this was amazing yeah you're thank you very wise and stupid that you're 22 years old i hate you <laughs> um i love you so much um but until next time you guys peace bye